Welcome to the 14th episode of Egg Timer Philosophy, a podcast where philosophical ideas are scrambled up in about five minutes. Today on the Egg Timer, we start part one of two episodes exploring the four noble truths as taught by Buddha. The first and second noble truths will be covered on this episode, and then the third and fourth truths discussed on the next episode. So for anybody not familiar with Buddhism, it's fair to say that the Four Noble Truths represent the core of Buddhist thinking and practice. With a Google search, you can find mountains of information about the Four Noble Truths, ranging from their origins in the original Sanskrit to contemporary commentary about, about them, and at great length. The plan for this episode is very modest. It's just to introduce the first two Noble Truths and share ideas and reflections about them. The first noble truth is that life is suffering. The second noble truth is that the cause of suffering is attachment. So let's take a look at each of these in turn and see how they relate with one another. Life is suffering, or to add a little bit of Sanskrit here, life is dukkha. By suffering here, the Buddha did not just mean the type of suffering you have when you miss the carrot with your knife and you cut your finger, or even the suffering that goes along with awful emotional despair. These events are absolutely cases of pain, even great pain. But suffering for the Buddha was a much more ubiquitous consideration. Siddhartha, the Buddha himself, grew up with tremendous wealth and privilege, shielded from pains. And it was only later in his life that he realized that even in very fortunate circumstances, that life is suffering. A painless life is not one void of suffering. Dukkha is our human condition so long as we remain mired in attachment and caught in the cycle of birth and rebirth. And in Sanskrit, that cycle of birth and rebirth is referred to as samsara. Pleasures of any type are temporary, and we know that just as they arrive, they will surely be left behind. Joys and sorrows are as transient as the experiences that our empirical life allows us to have. Life is suffering because we try so desperately to hold on that to that which cannot be held. We suffer because we f- refuse to accept the fleeting and non-permanent status of things, even though that is the only status experience has ever given to us. The second noble truth is that the cause of dukkha is attachment or desire. The notion of attachment here is very nuanced and an important idea for all of Buddhist thought. It's important to easily mistakenly treat impermanent things as if they are permanent, and this mistake causes our suffering. We get attached to our title, or status, or money, or material possessions, or relationships, or concept of self, and the list goes on and on and on. We assign objective value to these things on this very long list and convince ourselves that these things in some mystical way transcend the experience of these things. But that is a mistake. To have money is just the experience of having money. To eat is just the experience of eating. To have a lover is just the experience of loving. We can stamp our feet and pound our fists all we want and insist that there must be something out there separate from our experience. But no one has any idea what that would be, and nothing it could be would be validated or confirmed by experience itself. It is this insistence to replace experience with something outside of experience, 
which creates the attachments that make us suffer. Perhaps the best example here, and one discussed a lot by many Buddhists, including the Dalai Lama, is a person being attached to their self and all the baggage that comes with attachment to self. From a young, very young age, most people begin to form a concept of self, a vision of who they are and what they should be. Life is often treated as a quest designed to validate and enforce some free-floating, non-experiential self. For some, the concept of self is stable for most of their life. For others, it can radically change many times. But in either case, the self is, is treated as some permanent mold that the person must become attached to and, by becoming attached, tries constantly to bring about and improve upon. But through deep meditation and insight, the Buddha teaches that the self is gone before it exists, and that there is no self to be attached with, or as the Dalai Lama might clarify this position, that the self is not nothing, but it is empty. Here, attachment and the suffering that follows is based upon a mistake or false belief. When we are genuinely in tune with our experience and its wonderful and fleeting nature, then we let go of this illusory self and enjoy that which we have in no way to become attached with, the present moment. We often distract ourselves in all sorts of new and creative ways, anything to run away from the one thing we cannot trick ourselves to becoming attached with, again, that being the present moment. The noble truths offered by Buddha are best understood through demonstration. So I want to end this egg timer by proposing just a simple activity to bring the ideas of Buddha's second noble truth into better focus. Take some activity, it can be fairly mundane, that you normally do, and before starting next time, close your eyes, empty your mind, and as best you can before beginning the activity, tell yourself and internalize that you have never done this thing before, this thing that you're about to do. Maybe the activity is putting on your shirt, but other activities could work here just as well. While you do the activity, focus your mind completely on the present experience. This will be much more difficult than it first sounds. Feel the cloth as it drapes over your shoulders. Notice the feeling as you either tuck in your shirt or you let it hang out. Notice after the shirt is on how it feels on your skin. If there are buttons, be mindful to touch each button as you button them. After this activity, recenter yourself and reflect on the experience. What is it exactly that you were attached to? And where does that attachment exist in the continual movement of experience? Until next time on Eggtimer Philosophy, when we will discuss the Buddha's third and fourth noble truths, wishing you good philosophical vibes.